I'm Samantha Sheriff And I'm Virginia Allen. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Tuesday, June 6th. Here are today's headlines. Ohio Republican Representative Jim Jordan is seeking a Justice Department memo that outlines the investigation into former President Donald Trump. Jordan sent a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland on Tuesday to request an unredacted copy of the memorandum outlining the scope of Mr. Smith's probes regarding President Trump and any supporting documentation relating to his appointment as special counsel. The letter also asked Garland to provide the committee with an unredacted copy of the memorandum outlining the scope of Special Counsel Smith's investigations pursuant to his appointment on November 18, 2022, and any other document describing, listing, or delineating the authority and jurisdiction of the Special Counsel as soon as possible. Garland has a June 20th deadline to send the materials. Last November, Garland named Jack Smith as special counsel to oversee two ongoing criminal investigations into the former president, the Justice Department said at the time. Chris Christie is expected to launch his bid for the White House tonight during a town hall in New Hampshire. Christie filed his paperwork with the Federal Election Commission this afternoon. Christie is a Republican and served as the governor of New Jersey from 2010 to 2018. He also served as U.S. attorney for New Jersey for seven years, a post to which he was appointed by former President George W. Bush. Allies of Christie launched a super PAC last week in support of the former governor called Tell It Like It Is. That's according to The New York Times. The Times says Brian Jones, who advised both former Senator John McCain and Senator Mitt Romney's presidential bid in 2008 and 2012, respectively, will be leading the effort. Jones said Governor Christie has proven he's unafraid to tell it like it is and is willing to confront the hard truths that currently threaten the future of the Republican Party. Now more than ever, we need leaders that have the courage to say not what we want to hear, but what we need to hear. Christie previously ran for the Republican nomination in 2016, but ended his campaign in February of 2016. On a similar note, former Vice President Mike Pence filed his paperwork on Monday to run for president. Pence will turn 64 on Wednesday, the day that he is expected to announce his candidacy. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum is also expected to announce his candidacy for the Republican ticket on Wednesday. Pence, Christie, and Burgum are entering an already crowded field of GOP candidates. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Trump have all announced their presidential campaigns. And it's also worth noting that Cornell West announced on Monday that he is running for president on the ticket of the People's Party. Our colleague Mary Margaret Olihan is reporting that authorities have charged a man with intimidating and harassing a United States congressman after the man threatened the lives of Republican Indiana Rep. Jim Banks, his wife, and his daughters. Banks said in a statement, The safety of my family is my top priority. I've been instructed to refer all questions about the ongoing criminal investigation to the Allen County Prosecutor's Office. A probable cause filing obtained by the Daily Signal shows that Aaron L. Thompson of Fort Wayne, Indiana, had called Banks' office and left threatening messages on a number of occasions. 
Thompson made one of the calls on April 6th and seven on April 11th and was arrested Friday, according to the Indiana Capitol Chronicle. According to the affidavit for probable cause, Thompson also admitted to the United States Capitol Police that he was intoxicated when he made the calls and was angry with Banks over the Republican congressman's political views. Thompson reportedly told the congressman, who has three young daughters, boom, boom, you pick which two daughters get shot. Thompson also reportedly said, here's the choice. Your daughters grow up without their dad or you grow old without your daughters. We'll include a link to Mary Margaret's full article in today's show notes. If you enjoy golfing, listen up, because this next story might be of particular interest to you. The PGA Tour announced this morning that it reached an agreement with DP World Tour and the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund. The PGA Tour and the Saudi-backed Live Golf Tour have announced they are merging business operations. The PGA Tour is calling the agreement a landmark agreement to unify the game of golf on a global basis. PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monaham said after two years of disruption and distraction, this is a historic day for the game we all know and love. And he added that going forward, fans can be confident that we will collectively deliver on the promise we've always made to promote competition of the best in professional golf that we are committed to securing and driving the game's future. Public Investment Fund Governor Yassir Al-Rumayan said, Today is a very special and exciting day for this special game and the people it touches around the world. And he continued, We are committed to unifying, promoting, and growing the game of golf around the world and offering the highest quality production to the many millions of longtime fans globally while cultivating new fans. The announcement, however, hasn't been met with all positive feedback. Golfer Colin Murakawa tweeted today saying, I love finding out morning news on Twitter. Michael Kim, who is also a golfer, said, Very curious how many people knew this deal was happening. About five to seven people? Player-run organization, right? Adam Woodward of the Detroit Free writes that Saudi Arabia has been accused of wide-ranging human rights abuses, including politically motivated killings, torture, forced disappearances, and inhumane treatment of prisoners. Not to mention members of the royal family and Saudi government were accused of involvement in the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, a Saudi journalist and Washington Post columnist. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. And don't forget, if you haven't had the chance, be sure to check out our morning show. It's right here in this same podcast feed, where every weekday morning we bring you interviews with lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. Tyler O'Neill will be sitting down with Luke Moon, deputy director of the Philos Project, to discuss the Philos Action League's innovative strategy to combat anti-Semitism. Moon said the greatest contributing factor to growing anti-Semitism is people not being familiar with the Bible. Also, make sure to take just a moment to subscribe to the Daily Signal podcast wherever you like to listen. It really helps us reach even more listeners when you leave us those five-star ratings and reviews. Thanks again for listening. Have a great evening, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. 
Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.